What is up, buds? Welcome to another shorty of the Earbuds podcast. This is where we talk about the latest, greatest, and most famous in new albums. Uh, famous being that we'll actually hear of them. <laughs> famous as in like you guys might actually know the bands that we're talking about versus our usual podcast where we just <laughs> indulge ourselves every week where we just go through our favorite little like ooh, i found this band with three plays on pandora <laughs> yeah yeah no uh this is uh yeah guys we're we're listening to an album that just came out uh a day ago for us you know uh and it was under oath's new record called voyeurist is that it voyeurist that's right and you've you've kind of had a history uh you haven't really had a history but you've listened to a couple uh under oath albums before this right no yeah for sure i definitely kind of have a history with them like when i was uh when i was into super super into metalcore when i first got to college at like 2005 2006 these were one of the first guys that made it onto the you know the constant rotation their their song uh or their album that had like the girl with the the, the like face mask on I forget what the name of it is and then the album that came out after that which was Define the Great Line were two of some of the heaviest fucking records I was listening to at the time and uh, really really surprising to hear where they've gone from there I've only heard one record from those records up until this point which was Disam- Disambiguation which was super heavy but very different also and this is a very different sound from them like not what I expected as a person who hasn't listened to those past records, this sounds pretty heavy to me. It's it's still really heavy, but it's a lot. I feel like there's a lot more hard rock in there than there is metal. Mm. Uh, you said it's a it, it, well. First off, Under Oath is used to be a Christian metal band. Yes, they are not anymore. They are quite the opposite, in fact, and that's important because it <laughs> basically makes the substance of each song on this record is. Uh, it's at least in the background of of having lost the faith uh, to what yes. they once so so rigidly believed, and sometimes just like completely calling out the hypocrisy that they see in religion and Christianity, and saying like you know, you're don't fucking uh, pray for me and my friends, like you're so fucking full yeah. of shit. Well, it's it's uh, it was very uh, intense. The whole record has this kind of uh, like emotional release feel to it. Oh yeah, it's it's extremely. Uh, there are so many mentions of like suicide, yeah. And there's a lot of self-esteem, like how the it, the singer feels like he shouldn't exist and he wants to disappear, he wants to go away. And, yeah, what, whatever song uh, it was that he was like, "You're better off without me." Like, don't resuscitate me. <laughs> like, let me die. If like, yeah, let me go into the light because you're, this world is better off without me. And uh, it those is are really intense, man. It is not a great album to listen to if you're uh, trying to, uh, you know, have a have a nice little fun, lighthearted day. Yeah, if you're going through some shit, um, this record will probably help you. Uh, to be honest, I think there's a lot of things that like people can connect with on this record. Like you said, like just feelings of insecurity, feelings of people, uh, you know, because it sounds like you know they might be dealing with some stuff where since they're no longer Christian or consider themselves Christian, I think they're even atheist at this point. Some of the members of the band. I mean, uh, where yeah. they feel like they're losing people from their lives because of of that. And that's kind of crazy, too, where, you know, you, you all of a sudden you leave the church and, and people don't even want to associate with, with you anymore. It would be a pretty crazy thing. Right. Like uh, the song Oasis, I feel, has like the most anti 
Christian vibes because yeah. mo- I think most of the songs are he mainly focuses on himself and he doesn't uh, he doesn't try to get across that you should stop believing in Christianity as well. But no, Oasis definitely has like a uh, like there's an emptiness and there's nothing there and a hopelessness about it, which uh, this entire album has a hopeless vibe into it. It's it's it, it, he doesn't seem happy that he's you know no longer christian and he's kind of in this turning point of his life where it seems like there's nothing out there and he doesn't know what to do about it yeah i think uh you know he also took over as the the all the main vocals because they i think a long time ago though but it was kind of a big deal that their drummer left the band and their drummer was the one who sang the clean vocals and that was a very part of their sound he had this like kind of emo pop punky delivery of his vocals so they always had those choruses that were very catchy and and uh you know when i heard that they that he left the band i was a little concerned because the choruses were some of my favorite parts of uh under oath songs and the choruses on this record on almost i would say almost every single song is super catchy Super uh, oh, yeah. radio friendly, but in like the best way because it's it's just heavy enough that I still really really like it, despite how it sounds like it could be on the radio tomorrow. Which usually kind of bugs me with how like I like things that are catchy, but when they sound this catchy, it's almost like holy shit! You had a songwriter on this, like <laughs> you know, yeah. And uh, the the vocals on this album, for the most part, are kind of like screamy and yeah. uh, you know harsh, but maybe not harsh, but like aggressive. They're heavy, man. Uh, but, and he has a good but, range in his, in his non clean vocals too. He can growl and he can screech and it all, he does it all really, really well. And apparently he's a fucking great singer. Yeah, but he's a great singer as well. And, uh, he does, you know, he sings a good amount of the choruses and I think he does it very well. Uh, I don't think they, they skipped a beat, uh, from when the drummer left that not that I listen to any of that stuff, but it doesn't seem like they're stumbling No, I would say that the, the main difference that I hear between their old songs and the songs on this record is that they these songs felt a lot more straightforward Their older stuff would change on a dime and there was a lot of very weird time signatures and transitions and mm-hmm. all this stuff and this one was a lot more a lot more 4-4 straightforward just yeah. traditional classic metal hard rock songwriting uh, which again is usually something that I would dog them super hard on because I loved how they would switch it up all the time back in the day. But they had like, dude, I was such a sucker for every breakdown on this record. Yeah. The breakdowns went so hard on this. So one. hard. I was a sucker for all the riffs on this record, even though they were mostly four, four, a lot of it sounded like I called it out of several times while we were listening that it sounds like a fucking old Metallica riff or an old Pantera riff. <laughs> Or something, right. you know, they had a bit of a southern feel to the way they were playing because a lot of like, kind of like a little, a little stank on some of their riffs. And I really, really liked it on this whole record. Yeah. They, it, I mean, the riffs were fantastic. I don't think it was anything catchy. Uh, no. Nothing that you would hum in your head, but it went perfectly with the vibe. And I, it, it, to bring it back real quick, I think when there were. Uh, time changes and like different time signatures on the music. They, it wasn't complicated and it was usually mm-hmm. just the drums kind of doing it and everything else was, you know, kind of on its own time and it didn't sound too complicated or messy. 
No, it definitely didn't. And I think it contributed that, that kind of standard timing uh, really contributed to like how effective these songs were as just rock songs. The songwriting was really on point and none of it felt rehashed at all, even though a lot of it sounded like older stuff to me. It didn't feel rehashed. It just felt like they were in the pocket on this whole album and were very focused Yeah, in the right. songwriting. And it, you know <laughs> what, uh, what dawns on me right now self and his feelings yeah it's true it's it's kind of like take a look into my life like a really fucking personal like he's exposing himself to us yeah i don't know how Spiritually. personal he was with his last albums but he is really not holding anything back multiple moments where he implies that he just wants to kill himself yeah and that he feels empty and he feels that was hard nothing. to hear man to be that was those were that was hard to hear yeah yeah it really was uh, uh but this this album goes hard as hell Dude, to me. It goes so hard. I mean, just like we called out the riffage and the vocals, the drums are so killer on this album. Oh, the drums are great. They're, they sound so fun to play. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> every song had a great drum part at some point in there. I think the drums did really good at being able to make those kind of quieter. Like we called out, like there's a lot of depth tones kind of mixed out throughout this record. And for me, there's a ton of thrice like 2007 sure, thrice yeah. mixed in here. Like this is straight up like VASU or alchemy index, like level thrice stuff. And if, if Dustin Kensaru had sang over all these songs, except under oath, like other, like if he had replaced under oath singer, I wouldn't really be able to, I wouldn't say this. This sounds weird for thrice. I'd be like, oh, these are just the best. It would still fit in. This is just the best Thrice songs that I've heard in the last eight fucking years is what <laughs> it would be like to me. Um, but yeah, I the drummer was really good about um, those really more open, slower, ethereal parts, mixing in a lot more stuff and not making the drums boring on that to where he was still lightly playing and he it's not like he was going off, but he kept this energy and he filled up that space really, really well. Just another drummer who knows exactly what they should be doing and exactly what's best for the song. No more, no less. Like there was parts where, you know, like those breakdowns, he's not going crazy. He's doing very simple, you know, four on the floor fucking, or not even four, like two on the floor or whatever. Just like, dude, <laughs> just, God, yeah. dude, God, just letting the fucking breakdown happen. Letting that, letting it breathe. He did really, really well. And he mixed in a lot of really cool electro industrial drum stuff into it, which I loved too. A lot of filters, a lot of different yeah. mixing for the drums in particular, as well as, you know, other instruments. Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. Um, yeah, man, well, I think it's, uh, you know, I don't know what else we can say except getting into our choice nugs, dude. Like, that mine bounced around a lot. <laughs> uh, man, mine did too. It was kind of hard to pick a favorite, but uh, my first nug, I'm going to go first, I just decided. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, going to be the first song on the record, Damn Excuses. So heavy, dude. I loved it. It's so heavy. It's very simple, but it goes so hard. It reminded me a lot of See Space Cowboy, which is uh, a band I've been listening to recently. It has a very like fast mix of, of vocals, like different vocal types and these discordant notes in the background yeah. that I really liked. Uh and it's almost and new metal-y at times to me, man. Some of those riffs were... Because this is a this is very 4-4 four, four timing song. Very straightforward songwriting. 
And some of it was like so new metally to me that I loved it. I'm like, dude, if they're bringing this shit to the table, like you have got me this from the opening track. You got me. Uh, it's, it is very new metally. It is such a headbang friendly song. Yeah, for sure. His, his scream is so fucking great and it's so heavy. It's like, I would say that the heaviest song on the record, which is perfect putting it at the beginning the energy doesn't drop at all. And it's like just barely over two and a half minutes. Yeah. And it's not like this is a bad transition into the rest of the record, even though it is, you know, maybe one of the more basic ones on here, but it's just, it just goes so hard. You can't hate it. It's a great two and a half minutes to start the record. And it does like, this was a, a tester for you. I feel like, cause it's just like, all right, this is everything you might possibly hear on this record. Like, <laughs> can you do this? And your reaction was, uh, I was very happy to see your reaction. I was just like, all right, my, my Brett's going to like this, I think. Well, uh, let's get to my reaction on your first note. Man, um, there was pretty much every single song on this except one, which I'll mention later, I fucking love. Uh, but the first one that really stood out to me was Hallelujah which is the second Hallelujah, yeah. song number two song number two that uh that chorus dude very that creepy choral uh group vocal thing is really fucking cool hallelujah is a very hype song man like yeah yeah it is the drums during the choruses or during the verses are like this is where he's going off She's like, yeah, just going off. I only had one outstanding note for this song and it was fun drums, fun drums. Yeah. I, uh, I love the drums on this record. Um, they're really energetic and like frantic. The chorus just breaks down perfectly. They open it up and get super heavy again. They bring back that like church choir sounding thing where it sounds like they're in a massive hall. Very creepy. Um, I think they pull off creepy vibes on this whole record really, really well. A lot of horror-esque, like, synthesizer stuff going on. And, yeah, uh, they, oh, go ahead. I was going to say they have that Christian background. They know, like, what sounds good and pure and holy, and they know how to fucking corrupt it. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, like, that church chorus choir music from back in the day is creepy as fuck already. So it's just like... You know, they, they just true. they utilize that aesthetic and it worked really well with what, what they're doing on this record. Uh, and the singer's voice, man, I just like, I love how much his singing voice reminds me of like Circus Survive, Seo Sin, Anthony Green stuff. And I, I always love that type of nasally high-pitched uh, vocals and that's, that can get aggressive and scream. And Hallelujah yeah. is, is, he does it so well. I, I love the clean vocals on this one. And I, was this a song where we were wondering if there was like a female singer? Yeah, for sure. Like in the second verse and in the bridges, it sounds like there's someone singing in the background. But for all we know, it could just be him. Because uh, he can sing really high, you know. Uh, well, my second nug I'm going to get to is uh, the eighth song, We're All Gonna Die. <sighs> yes. It had a lot of great energy to it. It kind of reminded me of uh, Circle at, at, at All Cost. Oh yeah, like a circle of demons style. Yeah, yeah. It's a another really heavy song. You liked t- your two of your favorites were two of the heaviest ones on the record, I think. Yeah, I mean it's 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 not like it's, it's as long as it's not like black metal, sure, and like just <laughs> like there's 
<laughs> there's dynamic, there's different vocals, there's a lot of interesting parts to keep you, you know, interested in the music. Yeah. Uh, I really like the chorus of this song and the harmony that comes in the second half of the chorus is yeah an awesome addition i don't think there's a single other like harmony on this record uh i think you're right (laughs) (laughs) and it sounds great and then my my favorite line on the record don't pray for me or my friends Uh, it's just it's just cool to me because that's what all the Christian people say when you're going through a tough time. And it, it tells you that this guy doesn't want any pity from these people, uh, that he used to, you know, probably solely know. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, man. What does he say? He's like, don't pray for me around friends. Your God is fucking fake. Or I think you're fucking fake. Yeah. Let's be honest. I'm heartless. I could care less. Hey, we're all going to die. (laughs) Like in the notes, he said, like, he said the phrase I'm, I'll pray for you is just akin to like a pat on the back and it really means nothing. And it's just kind of more of a, you know, just a courtesy. Yeah. I mean, I'll pray for you is the most like the, it's the thought that counts type of like gift that someone can give you. And it's only, and it's only the thought that counts if they actually fucking care and, and are actually do want to pray for you rather than just like, I'll pray for you, brother. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, yeah, that's a great song, man. It's super heavy. It's super, super catchy. Um, and it's another honorable mention. Pretty much every song on this on this album is either a choice <laughs> mug or an honorable mention. Except one. But uh, yeah, We're All Gonna Die, great fucking choice nug. My second choice nug, which I've bounced around so much, man, but I landed on Thorn. And I really, really Thorn. liked it. I had a feeling that you were gonna uh, pick that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I think it was especially the outro that, that really sold me on the song where it's just these crazy electronic drums that gradually get more and more distorted and loud and right. Yeah, it, it was probably, it was definitely the coolest outro on the album aside from maybe pneumonia. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, pneumonia was a great outro track. Um, but I liked all the electro drum stuff in the beginning of thorn. The, oh God, th- those glitchy uh, drums. Yeah. It's like almost like programming it's so cool and then all the clicky stuff that he's doing during the verses this is basically just like probably the coolest drum song it sounds really fun to play it sounds really cool the entire time and it doesn't i can't predict when he's going to be hitting the snare because he's doing that yeah he's doing it at kind of an odd time i don't even know if he does it the same way every single time like i wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't but it's so catchy and radio friendly in that chorus and I love it, but it's just so heavy at the same time that I'm like, God, you guys got me, man. I usually hate (laughs) stuff like this. Yeah. Very, very epic filling course. This entire album is very full. It's, it's very, you know, there's no like empty space anywhere except for like those, Little uh, Deftones type parts. Yeah, those ethereal yeah. soundscapey parts. But even then, they they fill it up with uh, cool drums, and the guitars are doing very delayed, echoey little, you know, shimmery stuff in the background that it fills up all that space. So even their quiet, you know, more soundscapey, you know, big open feeling stuff uh, is still filled with noise, and I love it. Yeah. And Thorn, yeah, it's just another catchy, fun song. 
great energy the whole time, great vocals, awesome riffage, and heavy as fuck. And uh, it has all the is the best of all that. And that was the first one that to me I was like, this is a 2007 Thrice song, and I I wish they still wrote shit like this. So I'm glad Under Oath <laughs> is picking up the fucking baton and they're carrying with the it. flag. Yeah, they're carrying the flag, man. Like this is this is a this is a great great album by Under Oath. Yeah, man, uh, this is this was a great listen. I've never heard another Under Oath album, but I might check them out after this. It was very hard, but not inaccessible. Yeah, to for someone sure. like me who doesn't listen to stuff like this all the time. Very awesome vocals throughout the whole thing. Some catchy choruses, some really interesting, cool moments. Yeah, man, really cool moments, and especially like moments that to me were either like some very new metally things, and then also like. You know, I brought this up while we were listening that I've heard a lot of hip hop stuff in here. Um, like when they mess around with the vocals in, in Numb, where they type yeah, of like really, right. really low vocals like that. And, and kind of like you, you called out a couple of like maybe hip hop uh, influenced uh, rhythms in the drums. Yeah. And I started thinking, I was like, I hear like new metal in this. So maybe that's why I hear a little hip hop in this because new metal used a lot of hip hop kind of influence. And then I kind of circled back around and I realized, like, I think really what it is is that hip-hop is starting to use a lot more rock influence in their music. <laughs> so maybe it's just all blending now, uh, yeah. which is really fucking cool. I, it's awesome, man. The more we can cross-breed these genres yes. and make it work, the better, man. Yeah, I totally agree. And and what's, what, is, what was disappointing for me, the only disappointing part of this record... Um, was the feature of Ghostmane on here because I feel like Ghostmane is doing so much, so so very different and unique style of hip hop and and metal that he's doing, and then he comes on you know on the song Cycle, and I feel like he kind of shit the bed a little bit and didn't really show us what he could do and what he's really good at, and uh, where they could have really leaned into the hip hop on that song, they didn't. So it was a it was a bit of a disappointment for me. Right. It was it was kind of him conforming to their yeah. music rather than him bringing his style on. I I didn't think it was a bad feature. I thought it blended in well, maybe a little too a well. A little too well. Yeah, for sure. He he could have done what he did sounded like he sounded like the singer always does. So, you know, I don't understand the point of you coming on and trying to sound like the guy who's been singing for the last 30 minutes. It's like, come on and do your weird shit and make it your own. But that was the only disappointment, man. Overall, I really, really enjoyed this record a lot. Me too, man. What is your like initial first uh, rating? Man, um, you know, you always know I'm fucking very, <laughs> yeah. very generous. You're very generous with the newest albums. I'm very generous. Uh, I just, this is, it really impressed me, especially because I listened to Disambiguation maybe like a week ago and, and loved it just as much. And it was such a different album than this was. And uh, so trying to take away emotion a little bit of just like literally we just heard this album 20 minutes ago so i'm like you know hearing it for the first time uh i honestly think i'm gonna give it like like a 8.8 Woo! Woo! and it would be above a nine if it wasn't for cycle I, I really just kind of didn't like that song overall that much um but i loved every other song on this on this record so i it bumps us down a little bit but 8.8 man solid and it's probably going to go up to a 9 point something cuz i'm going to listen to it a lot more 8.8 is nothing to sneeze at nope. i'm going to be a little lower but like still pretty high i'm thinking i i respect and appreciate how vulnerable the singer was on this album i 
I understand the things he's talking about and his feelings maybe a little too well at times. Right. Uh, it it went really hard. Such fun drums. Very catchy moments. Very it riffs up and down. Dude. Up and down. Uh, so I'm gonna give this one an eight. Yeah, man. I'm so like impressed that Under Oath has written a record that for someone like you who doesn't usually gravitate to screams and really heavy down-tuned riffs and breakdowns and stuff that's like all very metalcore-ish that they made you like this album that much and uh, I am really excited for you to hear to start going back I think you need to go backwards in their discography and go to the (laughs) album that came out before they released like deluxes of some of their first records so go to their actual albums that came out before this and go backwards in time and I think that would make, you know, the boy who turned red or something like that, that was on the album that really fucking got me into them. It's going to be really surprising to you how different it is and where they've come. Yeah, man. All it's, you have to do is listen to 12 uh, records now. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for listening to this little shorty. Yeah. Uh, find us on Instagram, EBPcast, John Luke Guitard, Brett Hanrahan. We're on YouTube, anywhere you find podcasts. We're fucking everywhere. Check it out. What y'all think of this new record? What y'all think of the old records? How does it stack? Let us know, man. <laughs> I need to know. Uh, well, Lucas, uh, this was good, man. Brett, this was a pretty goddamn good. See y'all. Uh, bye.